Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick the co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. What's going on, guys? Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you guys are having a good day. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Business School. And uh, I want to say hello. And um, uh, today is uh, a day that I wanted to kind of break down what's going on in the stock market right now. Um, a lot of you have been following uh, what we've been discussing in terms of market conditions and uh, the good, bad, and the ugly and everything else. And uh, it looks like I'm, I'm um, looks like I'm connecting to Instagram, but it's kind of going in and out. So I don't know uh, if you guys can't see me. I apologize for that. Uh, let me know if you can see me and hear me. Let me know if you can see me and hear me. Um, I'm going to do my best to see if I can make this stupid thing work. So uh, one second here. Let me let me try to fix this. Do me a favor while I fix this. Please hit the thumbs up button, share, and subscribe button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button, please do that right now. Um, and uh, also make sure you su- subscribe and sign up at the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. Okay, guys, so um, I am going to try my best. I know I'm coming in and out, and I apologize. I'm, I, I tried to switch my Wi-Fi around. And uh, let me know if you can hear me okay. Give me a yes in the chat. If you can hear me, see me okay. Let me know if you can hear me and see me. Can you hear me? Okay, somebody says I can't hear. Uh, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep messing with this thing. I know. I, I really need to upgrade the Wi-Fi. Okay, can you guys hear me okay? Give me a yes or no if you can hear me okay. All right, so let me uh, just hop into uh, what I was what was on my mind today. Um, I'm going to start the day off by basically saying, you know, uh, good things happen when you listen to Uncle Boyce. Uh, you know, you know I'm, I'm not bragging or anything, but I'm bragging just a little bit. Uh, because uh, you know, I love it. I love it when my instincts are right. You know, sometimes, sometimes you miss stuff. Sometimes things don't pan out the way you expect. But in this situation with Trump and the stimulus and the market crash uh, or the market decline, whatever you want to call it, um, I felt like there was something fishy going on. You know, y- yesterday, uh, if you recall, yesterday the market plummeted. It had a good day. We were going up, 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 and then suddenly it plummeted because Trump walked away from the uh, stimulus talks. And, uh, and I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, that doesn't make any sense for him to walk away from the stimulus talks. Why would he do that? Um, you know, the, the, the Democrats want a stimulus. The Republicans want a stimulus. Uh, it's an election month, damn near. Um, the, um, you know, the, the Federal Reserve chairman wants a stimulus. The American people want a stimulus. I could not understand why he would walk away from the table. But then I said, oh, that's right. We're talking about Donald Trump, right? We're talking about a guy who prides himself on being a negotiator. Now, whether you think he's a good negotiator or bad negotiator, I'll leave that up to you. Um, I can just say that 30 years ago, I read his book called The Art of the Deal. And uh, when I read his book in The Art of the Deal, all he talked about was negotiating and how to make a deal. Deal makers are negotiators. And so when I thought about it, I said, oh, I get it now. Okay, this, he ain't doing nothing permanent. He's, he is posturing. He's a, he's a blusterous kind of guy that loves to talk a lot of smack. He's a lot of talk, not a lot of action sometimes, right? A lot of talk. And uh, I said, okay, he's, he, I, I would be stunned. I told Alicia, I said, I would be stunned 
if he doesn't come back to the table this week. I'd be, like, blown away if he doesn't do this. I believe he's walking away because he's trying to get them to back down on a key talking point. If you guys do this, and, and I recommend this for anybody who wants to be good at business, um, go and read a book on how to negotiate, how to negotiate a deal. Uh, one of the things that they teach you in negotiation class, because I took classes on, I mean, when I class, I read books about it, is you have to have what is called a credible threat. Uh, that This is true not just for negotiating for a car or negotiating for a house, uh, but also even negotiating in your relationships. If you're dating somebody, you have to have a credible threat. A credible threat means that you have to let them know that you're serious about walking away from the table. You have to uh, be prepared to call their bluff, or you have to be prepared to bluff and go all the way to the finish line with your bluff, if you're bluffing or if you're not bluffing, whatever the case may be. So basically, when Trump says, I'm done. I'm up. I'm out of here. I'm out. I'll see y'all later. We just won't have no stimulus up in here. That to me is him communicating that he uh, has a credible threat. Now, is that smart? Is it good? I'll leave that up to you to decide, but that's what I saw. So let me tell you what I did. And I talked about this. Go watch a video from, from yesterday um, on the Black Financial Channel. Go to theblackfinancialchannel.com. I encourage you to subscribe. Now, this is a Black-owned financial, daily financial news platform. We don't have many of those. And uh, and I have a PhD in finance, and, and my expertise is investor psychology. So I've been thinking about these kinds of issues for a long time. So I really think that it's beneficial to you to constantly get information from people that can help you sort of expand your own thinking on some of these issues. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like me. But you can learn from me because there are a few things that I've seen through the years that I'd like to share with you. And so, um, you know, what I, what, I, what I said was I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start buying stocks like crazy. Um, I went and I grabbed a bunch of money that I had sitting to the side. I called in all the troops, so to speak. I, pulled, I had all the money, all, a bunch of money I had sitting on the sidelines. I said, let's grab a big chunk of that. And let's start shoveling that into some of these high-quality companies that, are, that have these temporary dips in price. I said, because it wouldn't surprise me tomorrow if by tomorrow morning, because remember, Trump is also a guy, you got no personality, right? Trump is also a guy who's a little immature. He's a little immature. He's very impatient. He, like, he likes to move, 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 stick and move, stick and move, stick and move. And right now he's in this, this mind game with the Democrats over, you know, think about this. This man has COVID right now. And he's trying to prove to the world that he's strong. He's trying to he's trying to desperately win an election. He's trying to prove to those sucker Democrats that, that he's that he's the man, right? So I said he's gonna be I, in my mind. I was I could visualize him doing exactly kind of what he did. I said he's gonna be tweeting all night because it, all the stuff is swirling in his head, and he's gonna say something in these tweets. In my opinion, that's going to lift the stock market. He's gonna say something like what he said here. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but he said something basically saying. Nancy, if you send me a bill where I can give every American $1,200, I'll sign that bill right now, right? Boom, stock market goes up. Stock market shoots up. Futures market shot right up because they said, oh, he's, he's, he hasn't left the negotiating table. He, he's coming right back. He's already talking smack. He's already back in the game, right? And, and that right there, that tweet alone moved the markets. And remember, Trump is also a guy that has a lot of uh, you could call it confidence. You can call it arrogance. I don't care if you're a Trump supporter or not. I really don't. I don't care if you're not a Trump. I don't care who you support because I don't think that's going to make a difference in your life. What's going to matter in your life is whether or not you make decisions for your family that, that are right or wrong. Trump ain't going to make your life better or worse, but, but it's a matter of paying attention. The only way you can make your life better, in my opinion, is if you are an investor. 
because Trump invests in the same stock market that you do. He jumps in the same water that you're jumping in every day, right? So a lot of you, you know, are directly tethered. Your, your, your income, your family wealth, if you are an investor, how many of you are investors? Give me a yes or no in the chat if you're an investor. Hopefully the majority of you are. If you're not an investor yet, if you haven't figured it out, if you haven't gotten started, don't be scared. I have a doctorate in finance. I'm one of the world's leading experts on stock markets. There's a free training at firstshareofstock.com. That's firstshareofstock.com. Don't be scared. I would love to guide you. The training is free. Go take a look, firstshareofstock.com. So you're investing in the same market as him. If you feel that Trump... If Trump is your great hero and you love him, that's fine. If he's a bastard and you can't stand him, that's fine. But at the end of the day, he's a guy who is, uh, you could say, narcissist, right? That's probably why he got along so well with Kanye West. Um, and he's and, and a narcissist is going to take care of himself. You can't depend on Trump to take care of you. You can't depend on him to do the right thing for you. But you can always depend on him to do the right thing for Donald Trump. So given that that your interests are, this is what they call incentive alignment. In economics, we call this incentive alignment, where somebody doesn't have to care about you to do right by you. All you got to do is look at who they're, what they're, what they care about, and then align yourself with that, right? So, so Trump cares about the stock market. He's a guy that I believe takes pride in knowing that he can issue a tweet and increase his wealth by $10 million, right? He loves the fact that he can just say something and the you know and a, and a trillion dollars in wealth magically appears like that gives him that god complex that he has so i really felt that he was going to um make a move that was going to boost the markets and that's pretty much what happened if you want to get my other take on this uh, by the way do me a favor if you're watching on the black financial channel or anywhere else please hit the thumbs up button share and subscribe button also don't forget the powernomics Masterclass with dr claude anderson starts on the 15th these are your teachers uh, the people in the schools are not your teachers, universities, those aren't your teachers. Even HBCU, a lot of the professors at HBCUs are not even African-American. Uh, you've got great scholars like Dr. Claude Anderson, who you can't learn from at any of these institutions because he's so far ahead of his time. But we're doing a Powernomics Masterclass starting on the 15th, right from his book, Powernomics. If you'd like to join us, go to PowernomicsMasterclass.com. That's PowernomicsMasterclass.com. Use the code word podcast and you can get 30% off. Use the cold word podcast and you'll get 30% off. We start on the 15th. Uh, but anyway, let me let me go in and, and, and talk a little bit more about this Trump thing. Um, here's what I see as the sticking points between Trump and the Democrats. Um, basically, I'm getting this sense. And I want you to put your political affiliation to the side for a minute. The only, I don't want you to be gang affiliated with the Democrats. Don't be gang affiliated with the Republicans. Put your guns down. I want you to be affiliated with one gang. We all in the same gang. We in the gang, the B1 gang. I want you to be affiliated with, with the, the gang of black people. That's the only gang affiliation I want you to have right now is the affiliation with black people so you can understand how this war is happening so you can position yourself to win from the war. Um, here's the deal. The Democrats, I believe, they want a broader stimulus package. They, they, want, they want more money spent. Um, I don't blame them. You know, they, they want, they want you know, a, a comprehensive package that doesn't just include the checks to every American citizen and the, the small business support, but they want a lot of stuff for schools. Um, a lot of cities are financially dead. A lot of states are financially behind. So they're basically trying to, you know, they're basically doing what politicians do, right? Politicians 
Uh, they, well, there's a saying, Rahm Emanuel out of Chicago, uh, who worked with Obama, had a saying that said, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And that, that speaks to this idea that politicians, um, they, tend to, uh, they tend to stick and move. When, when everybody's afraid, that's the best time to get what you want. You know, that's when Reagan got his uh, comprehensive tax legislation passed, was after he got shot and everybody was scared of what's going to happen to the president. He said, now that everyone feels sorry for me, I'm going to go ahead and push through this bill that's going to reduce capital gains tax rates for rich people for the next 30, 40 years. Um, so, so, so right now, uh, in the middle of the crisis, uh, there are some who would say the Democrats really want to use this as a chance to get a, get a lot of that federal money they feel like they deserve. Um, the challenge, though, is that the federal government is way behind financially. Uh, because of people like Reagan, uh, the tax rates are not high enough. Rich people should be paying higher taxes. That's one benefit of a Biden presidency, in my opinion, is that Biden would probably raise taxes. We need to raise taxes on the rich. I mean, come on. Like, they, can, they can afford it, right? If anybody can bail out the government, it should be rich people first. Um, but that hasn't happened yet. So the uh, government is deep, deep, deep in debt. The value of your dollar is declining because of that, because they're basically just sort of printing this money so they can keep on paying, you know, sending money out. The bigger challenge is that the government cannot support a $20 trillion economy. The government cannot support the entire economy forever. That's one of the reasons why I'm not in favor of a complete shutdown. I'm in favor of a safe reopening. I'm not in favor of a complete shutdown because you can't have the whole country living on welfare. It just don't work. The math does not add up. Like, it, seriously, it's like if you got a single mama who makes, you know, $15,000 a year and she's got eight kids and half of them are over the age of 18 and none of those kids want to work and they all want to live off of mama's paycheck, that math ain't going to work. I, I got cousins like that. They, we, <laughs> I had to cuss out some cousins when I was in high school, but I was like, all y'all are grown and y'all all live in at grandma's house. Y'all need to all be chipping in. If all of y'all chip in, then grandma can be in a good financial situation. But instead, y'all all living up under grandma and she's making 15 grand a year. Are you crazy? Right? Well, well, the, that's the problem. We got that grandma problem where in our country, there are people who are advocating for a complete shutdown and saying, let's just send everybody, you know, $5,000 a month or whatever forever and let them stay at home forever. And I'm just, and the math just doesn't work out. Now, the Republican bias that they have is Republicans tend to take care of rich people and businesses. And that, and that's going to hurt them eventually because eventually they're going to just see the American economy, the, the, all of society, America's going to fall apart economically, just so you know. America's going to fall apart economically because rich people in America have been trained to be incredibly greedy to the point where they get pissed off because they have to pay an extra 1% in taxes. That's absolutely appalling to me. I don't get that. I'm not a broke man. Um, I might, I would probably be considered a rich man. Alicia and I are not poor people. We're both professors. We both make good money. Um, and But I would not mind paying an extra 1%, 2% in taxes if that means saving the government. The problem is that the bureaucracy ends up wasting a lot of money. That's what makes it a little bit complicated. So they're at the table right now in this situation that's going on here. Pelosi and the Democrats want to spend a lot of money because they want to use this as an opportunity to bail out everything and everybody. They want to bail out all the states. Uh, they want to make sure all the cities have plenty of extra money. They want to have money to put into uh, all kinds of stuff that doesn't seem, in my opinion, to have a whole lot to do with, um, with, with the crisis, right? <clears throat> and simultaneously, they want to maintain a shutdown so that the, the economy will stay dead and flat until after the election so they can then turn around and say, ha-ha, Donald Trump ruined the economy. He ruined the economy. And, 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 and what's interesting is I don't hear, them, I don't hear the Republicans saying, let's shut the economy down. 
They're saying, no, let's reopen the economy because people got to feed their families, right? Uh, and, 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 and that's where that's where I sound like a Republican because I'm like, yeah, let's, let's reopen. Put our mask on. Let's reopen, right? Now, the Republican side, here's, what here's what's going on as well. The Republicans also know how to waste or use a good crisis. They're using the crisis to bail out their friends. Uh, these stimulus checks, if you look at the first wave of stimulus checks, though, that money didn't go where it needed to go. That money did not hit tiny businesses that were really struggling. That money went to big corporations that didn't need the money at all. Uh, that money went to landlords who could also who could easily go to the bank and get more financing. It didn't go to renters who needed the money to pay their rent, right? The money that certainly did not get to black people. That money flew right over the heads of black people. And if you want to know what people like myself are fighting for economically, we're fighting for um, a reality where money doesn't just fly over the heads of black people. That money gets into the pockets of black people, right? And, and so effectively... Uh, you know, the, 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 the criticism of way, the way stimulus have run so far is you're putting all this money in the hands of businesses. And I know business owners, I know wealthy people who are doing better during the crisis than they were doing before the crisis. Just, just like Nancy Pelosi wants to bail out states that were having financial problems long before the crisis began, the Republicans are bailing out companies that were having financial problems long before the crisis began. There are companies, I kid you not, there are companies that were on the verge of bankruptcy that were saved by this crisis. It, it reminds me of when Rudy Giuliani, uh, his whole career, his political career was in the toilet on September 10th, 2001. He was in the middle of a scandal. Nobody liked him. He was on his way out. And then 9-11 hit. And then suddenly Rudy elevates to a national hero because Again, politicians don't believe in wasting a good crisis. So what you're really seeing is this really interesting bluster and 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 uh, and and, uh, and and posturing by politicians on both sides. Um, I personally think it's interesting to see, uh, you know, how Pelosi and her crew respond to what Trump was saying. Trump was basically saying, no, because the first the narrative is uh, after. So Trump walks away from the table. And he's like, no, we're not going to negotiate anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, he's coming back. This is just a bunch of BS. Let me go buy some stock while they're cheap because now he's caused some prices to drop. So stocks are on sale. I'm going to go buy a whole bunch of stock. And I told you guys to do that. Go watch the video yesterday. I kept screaming it from the top of my lungs and I hope that somebody's listening to me. And But, but then Pelosi and, and Biden come back you see, this shows that Donald Trump does not care about you. This shows that Donald Trump does not care about the American people. This shows that Donald Trump does not care if you can pay your rent or provide for your family, right? So then Trump comes back and says, no, that's not true. If you send me a bill right now today that says we're going to send $1,200 checks to every American, I'll sign that sucker right now, right? So that undermines, that debunks their theory that, that Trump doesn't want to help the American people. What he's saying is, I don't want to go bail out all these states that were having financial problems before the crisis began. He's also probably saying, again, because he's a narcissist, he's a selfish bastard, let's, let's go ahead and put that on the table. He's also saying, F you, you, all you states and cities that were rebelling against me, right? Remember the, the mayor of Chicago uh, basically said F Trump, right? Remember that when she, she cussed him out, basically? And he said, I'm not giving y'all nothing, right? So, so in, in my view, it's become personal. He's basically saying, I'm not going to go and give you a bunch of money after you just finished basically doing everything in your power to destroy my presidency, right? Not saying it's right. That's just what I'm seeing. So now I think the ball's kind of in the Democrats' court, 
right? Uh, because because I think what the Trump administration has made clear is that they want a bill, a set of bills that are smaller in scale, that are what they consider to be more efficient. They're saying, look, we don't want to bail out everybody, but we will bail out um, the American people directly. Uh, we will bail out airlines. They mentioned airlines. Your airline stocks probably went up. I own a a ton of American airlines that, 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 that had Alicia, Alicia was giving me extra kisses this morning after she saw that we made a little bit of money on that. I'm kidding. She loves me no matter what, right? But at least I think she does. I hope so. Anyway, so I'm kidding. Uh, but, 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 you know, but, but they, what, what else do they throw in there? They throw in some other stuff. Oh, small businesses. He mentioned small businesses specifically, you know, right? So, so on one hand, you could say if you if you want to look at Trump in a favorable light in this example, you could say that he's aiming for what people tend to look for in corporate America, which is efficiency, right? We're not going to just throw a bunch of money or something and bail everybody out. We're going to bail out the American people. We want to bail out the airlines specifically. We want to bail out small businesses specifically. But if you want to look at it in a more pessimistic light, you could, <coughs> could say that a stimulus package shouldn't just include a bailout for airlines and um, and small businesses and the American people. You also have to get funding for the schools so they can safely reopen. You got to get money, you know, to first responders. You got to have money for health care, right? Like all these things matter, right? And, 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 but really, here's the, here's the deal. At the end of the day, um, my bottom line on, on all of this with the economy is at some point you got to have a damn economy, right? And, and one of the reasons why I'm almost secretly smiling about all the Republicans they caught Corona because they didn't want to wear masks and stuff like that. I don't believe, I believe in wearing a mask. I wear my mask just in case. I'm not afraid of Corona, but I do wear a mask, right? I, I, I got a mask. I got four masks right there in my bag. Everywhere I go, I carry a mask and I sanitize constantly. I wash my hands constantly because I'm not trying to go out here and get, bring some home to my family because I'm out here being stupid, right? But the interesting thing about the Republicans all catching Corona, so many of them catching it, including Chris Christie, who probably has about eight or nine pre-existing conditions. He, you know, he's a big man and he's got asthma. So Chris Christie, Christie is, is, I mean, I, I'm praying for him for real. Um, but uh, the interesting thing about it is that I'm waiting to see what the death toll is. I'm waiting to see what the death toll is because I know CNN's going to hang on every 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 development in this case they're waiting they are waiting licking their chops waiting for that magical moment to be able to say ha ha we told you so right that's one that's one of the reasons why i'm not so liberal as much as i used to be because i, I don't like that sort, sort of self-righteousness like ha ha see they didn't wear a mask and now they're dead ha ha you didn't listen to me now you now you're dead i don't like that i don't get into that right but but i know they're waiting for the first republican to die that's what they're waiting for let's just keep it 100. they're waiting for the first republican to die so that they then can step out and say, ha ha, we told you this was dangerous because they spent the last six months basically convincing people to be afraid. Um, I, I, know, I know a poor old lady who hasn't seen her grandkids for seven months because she's afraid to touch them. She's afraid to go near them. She's afraid to leave the house. And I worry about her because she's 80. And I'm thinking, you don't have, a, you don't have another 50 years left. You, better, you should probably see your grandkids when you can but she's too scared to leave the house because she watches MSNBC on, road on repeat and it's traumatizing her. I'm not a fan of that. I'm a fan of giving people information and knowledge so they can make good decisions. So if no Republicans die, or let's say one out of 100 that catch it, if one out of 100 dies, then what that's going to say to the American people is, guess what? 99 of these people lived. Most of these people survived, right? And I, and I like that because it at least gives people logical, rational information that they can 
focus on. Because what media is doing, unfortunately, is they're doing what we call a statistic. They're committing a statistical crime. We consider this to be criminal. <clears throat> when I was at Syracuse University and I was doing research, it is called selection bias. Selection bias is when you go out and you cherry pick the specific data points that support your pre-existing theory. So for example, I want to prove, I want to convince little black boys that every black boy that want that plays football is going to make it to the NFL. I, I don't want them to learn how to read, write, or do math. I just want them to focus all their energy on becoming football players. And so somebody says, well, you know, the odds of a black boy making it to the NFL are very low, but let's say every single day on TV, like they do in media, every single day, I do nothing but show images to those black boys of men who made it to the NFL. And I give the impression that everybody makes it to the NFL. They see hundreds of guys on TV every week that all made it to the NFL. Well, that little boy is gonna walk away saying, oh, well, I'm gonna make it to the NFL too because everybody goes to the NFL, right? If I really wanna be fair with that child and honest with him, what I would do is I would say, let me show you the one guy who made it, but let me show you the 5,000 guys who didn't make it so that you at least know what you're up against, right? So with, with COVID, I don't want them to constantly every day inundate me in the media with, with every single case where somebody died from COVID. Like every day, they will search high and low, up and down, find every case. Well, she was 28 and healthy, and then she died of COVID. And, 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 and it's sad. These are sad stories. But the vast majority of people don't die, right? Most of these celebrities who announce they have COVID don't die. The Rock, his whole entire family caught COVID. They did not die. Now, that doesn't mean COVID's not real. It just means it ain't killing that many people. 200,000 people sounds like a massive number. When you say it by itself, it sounds like a massive number. But numbers, I'm an expert on numbers. I taught mathematics at the University of Kentucky. I have a master's degree in mathematical statistics. So I'm an expert on numbers. And one thing I can tell you about numbers is not just that two plus two is four, but that numbers mean nothing without context. Numbers mean nothing without context. So when I tell you, oh my God, 200,000 people died from COVID, you're like, oh my God, 200,000, that's so terrible, ah, ah, right? But then when you look at the numbers, you can look back and realize that in a nation of 330 million people, 200,000 is not even one-tenth of 1%. 1 that means that for every one person who dies, 999 people are going to live. So rather than just focusing on shutting down the entire earth for the one person who dies, how about we consider the impact on the 999 people who live? Right, the 999 people who want to go to college this fall, like our 17-year-old who's up there depressed and sad because he can't even go see his friends. How about the 999 people they got to go feed their children because their kids are hungry and they're about to get evicted? How about the 999 people out there who are lonely, who just want to go on a date again without their, their date being traumatized and scared to even come near them anymore, right? Like, how about the 999 people who have businesses that are now dead because nobody is supporting them. Nobody's helping these people. All these bureaucrats are playing politics with the future of your family and it pisses me off. If you want to know why I talk like this every morning, I didn't even plan. I plan to give a nice, calm, composed conversation about the markets. And, and I can't do that. I'm, not, I'm just not built that way. Because when I see BS, I got to call it for what it is. This is BS. These people are playing with your future and it makes me angry. So 
But let's circle back. Let's refocus on what's going on right now and where I see this thing going. I would be utterly stunned. Do, by the way, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't hit the thumbs up button, please do that. I would be blown away and floored and stunned if there's not a stimulus package signed at some point in the next week or two. I'd just be, I mean, it would absolutely floor me. I think that they're going to pull, and they're all going to pull an October surprise for you because all of them want to pass a stimulus package. Um, you've got, you know, you've got um, Trump who needs who needs a package because he's trying to get elected. He's scared. He's worried that he might not win the presidency. No, nobody wants to be a one-term president because that would make him like Jimmy Carter, who actually, by the way, among as far as white people go, he is my favorite president. If you want to know who my favorite president of all time is, I would say Jimmy Carter uh, because I, I watched the guy's life story and I like Jimmy Carter. I mean, the man is 96 years old, still building houses uh, and habitat for humanity and, and teaching Sunday school. I mean, you, you got to love that, right? Uh, but, but, but nobody wants to be Jimmy Carter. That's why whenever all the presidents get together, they all take a picture and go look at a picture of all the previous presidents. They'll always have all the presidents over here. Jimmy Carter's always standing over there. He's always, they'll, they'll all wear blue ties or, or green ties. He'll wear a purple tie, right? They always push Jimmy Carter to the side because nobody wants to be Jimmy Carter. So Donald Trump is trying to not be Jimmy Carter. Um, I believe that the, the, that the Democrats, um, I believe they need a stimulus. The Federal Reserve Chairman is basically begging the government to pass a stimulus and the stock market will benefit if there's a stimulus. So if you're an investor, I'm going to tell you, the companies that are probably going to do better or, or really take off once a package is passed are, are going to be those recovery stocks. Like, for example, I own a chunk of Carnival Cruise Lines because Carnival is, is probably going to see a boost. If In fact, Carnival saw a boost this morning, uh, but if they sign that damn thing, then, then guess what? I will be eating steak dinner that week because my Carnival stock is going to shoot through the roof. Um, and, uh, and, and so, so, so do, do yourself a favor and don't get too caught up in the politics. Get caught up in, in what's happening in your household and what's happening in your life. Make sure you never forget that these people do not care about you. They do not care about your family. They do not care about your community. It's up to you, but it's okay that they don't because it's up to you to care about your family. It's up to you to care about yourself. It's up to you to care about your community. So position yourself so that when they make moves, you'll be able to benefit. Um, and, uh, and, and, I'm, and, and, and this, has not, this is even beyond the voting part. Go vote if you want to. That's fine. I'm not telling you not to vote. I'm not even, don't worry about that. Let's leave that conversation to the side. Vote for yourself, though, by making smart moves instead of just watching what's happening and just getting mad about what's happening. Understand what's happening so that you can benefit. Because once again, as I mentioned earlier, you invest in the same stock market that Donald Trump does. You invest in the same stock market that holds Nancy Pelosi's 401k. And if you think Nancy Pelosi ain't looking at her damn 401k bank balance or her statement every every two or every couple of months, then you're out of your mind. She's thinking about retirement. She don't want the market to crash. These are all rich people that are doing these things right now. You just want to align yourself with what they have. Don't you dare sit around waiting for these people to care enough about you to send you that check. If when they send it, it won't be much, and they may not send it at all. Okay, guys? So just, just make moves. Be smart. Make moves. Start businesses. Do things for your community. That's how you can win. Vote for black people. All right. Are we in agreement? Give me a yes or no in the chat if what I said got across to you. If you get what I'm saying, if you're going to implement some of this, I need, a, I need a verbal confirmation. Type yes, Y-E-S in the chat that you at least heard it, that you're going to try to apply some of it. 
that you're going to move forward, not talk. We're not here to just do talking. We're here to do action. I'm not just talking to you about the, 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 what I'm doing in the stock market. I'm doing these things. These are things I did yesterday. And I talked about it yesterday. I talked about it today. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. Okay, guys. So uh, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe button. Quick reminder, Poweronomics Masterclass starts on the 15th. Dr. Claude Anderson and I are going to do a deep dive analysis of the Poweronomics book for eight straight weeks. Uh, if you'd like to join us in the Poweronomics Masterclass and get a certification in Poweronomics, please go to PoweronomicsMasterclass.com. That's PoweronomicsMasterclass.com. Use the code word podcast and you can get 30% off. PoweronomicsMasterclass.com. Use the code word podcast. Now, I'm a little bit self-conscious right now. Y'all know I've been doing uh, my Sylvester the Cat suffering succotash, kind of like trying to talk my way through uh, all this dental work that I'm doing. I think I'm sounding a little bit better. I'm not sounding as crazy and ridiculous. I, I notice people aren't making fun of me as much as they were before. Do I sound a little bit better? Let me know. Yes or no? Am I, am I sounding a little bit better? I hope I'm sounding better because I'm trying. I promise you I'm trying. God is not through with me yet. I am not perfect. I'm just a guy here trying to do his best. So I hope that you can bear with me as I'm working to try to uh, uh, improve my dental health. And I encourage all of you to do the same thing because your dental health and your mental health affects your physical health. So take care of all of that. Take care of mind, body, and soul so we can get better. Uh, we, we all got to do better, including myself. So love you guys. Have a good day. Um, I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Please none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here on-